This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. We do the podcast. Al. Hi. Oh, hi, Jerry. So uh, we're doing our lunch today with uh, Mark Chernoff. It will be uh, a Geo's out this week. Right. And Mark's last day is tomorrow. So it's going to be Boomer, Carton, Evan, you, me. Eddie. Eddie. I think that's it, right? And a nice Mark. group. Nice little group there. Who's paying? Yeah. <laughs> that's my question. That's a great question. I don't know. Who is paying? I don't know. Are we we can't, first of all we splitting it seven ways? You or can't six do that because that's an embarrassing look. It's a bad look, and Boomer wouldn't stand for that. I would hope. So he's paying. I don't know. I don't know what Craig's financial situation is because normally, normally that's a no brainer. Kevin, Kevin, wow, who's Kevin? I don't know. <laughs> Boomer or Craig would pay. Yes, in the past, yes, because they earn the most. Right, the talk show host. What's funny though is I don't see Evan as a type of guy that would pay. Even though he's been a talk show host for 20, 20 years. <laughs> I still look at him as like. A kid. A kid. I know. I know. So you and I really should not even consider pulling our wallets out. Because uh, you can't pay that. You can't pay. a. am not paying the bill. Men, no, no, no. I understand. I that. would pay my share. For but sure. men don't pay. a. Men don't go to lunch. I'm not picking up a thousand dollar tab. Sorry. No, but I'm saying men don't go to lunch and then everyone chip in. That's not normally how it works. Men go to lunch, and either one person does or they split the, the thing. Yeah. So I think Boomer and Evan maybe. Split. Like, I've gone out with couples Yeah, where there's four couples, and, like, the bill's 800 bucks, Right. And we will literally say, just split it four ways. Yeah, we're, yeah. Not, we're not dividing. Correct. or We don't care who had what. Here's four debit cards. Just split it four ways and give us four receipts. Right. Want to do that? I'm. I don't care. Let's give them seven credit cards. They would do that. Absolutely, they would do that. They would divide by seven, and then each person has to put their own tip in. Right. Just but you the tip, have Jerry. You could have. Well, it'd be six. There's seven of us, right? Yeah. So it would be six, you're splitting. We're not going to have Mark to pay. Right. You'd split it six ways. Why don't Mark? Well, how about if Mark just picks up the bill? That'll make it easier. Uh, he is on the way out. That'd be nice. Do one more. Write it off to the company. You could do that. I guess you could do that. Although the bill exit meeting. Big. Exit meeting and it, uh, and it is paid off. We'll send it to uh, the big. Send it to put it on Spike's new credit card. <laughs> I don't know if he was given a company credit card. Yeah, yet. he hasn't. He hasn't been here. Full he's not time here yet. yet. Yeah, right, he's I been see. here, but not every day yet. Right, he's not, not that I'm aware because he was still working in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me see what you feel about this too. This uh, is a topic that came up on the Bradley Beach Facebook group yesterday, 
and it, it got a ton of response. And I couldn't help myself. I got in the opening mix. up your condo for walkthroughs to That's see how you not, live. That is not happening. Oh, okay. So the town, as many towns do, have Fourth of July fireworks. Yes. Yeah. And Bradley Beach has canceled their Fourth of July fireworks. Mm-hmm. And the reason for canceling, though this was not the reason given, I, there was not a reason given. Um. There wasn't a reason given publicly. Okay. But everyone believes that the reason was is that, remember I told you, and I don't think I told you this on the air. I was talking to you about this off the air. A week or two ago in Long Branch, New Jersey. Yes. There was a uh, a very rowdy group of underage beachgoers. Yeah. That ran uh, all over um, Pier Village. Mm-hmm. In, and people were, they damaged cars. There was dancing on cars. Uh, there was, uh, there were people beat up. It was a whole. Whole scene. A whole scene. A mini riot, if you will, Jerry. It was covered very strangely by the news. I mean, if you just go to YouTube or Twitter and type in Long Branch Pier Village, you could see all the videos yeah, yourself. There's yeah. no. I saw a lot of it. Yeah. It's either, you see what you see. But, you know, it was described as a dance party by some news outlets. They did not cover it as if there were real trouble. Okay. But all you got to do is look at the videos and decide for yourself whether there was real trouble. So what this is, is there's a group of, initially it was reported that it was a Juneteenth celebration. Okay. But I actually think, based on everything I've read and and looked at, is that just happened to be a coincidence. Okay. That there was a Juneteenth celebration, but this group of Came and ruined teens, it. they were going there that day, not even knowing. I don't mm-hmm. think that it was a Juneteenth celebration. There apparently is an online group that uh, gets together and they pick different uh, beach towns or beaches to just invade, sort of, with their alcohol. They bring their own alcohol since they're underage, and they wait till they know when the lifeguards leave, and then they just hit the beach and drink like crazy until the cops come and break them up. And then they get rowdy. So you think Bradley Beach is worried about that? So that was one of the concerns. Mm. And a number of beach towns actually canceled the fireworks. So amazingly, the people on this Bradley Beach Facebook group were furious that the that it was being canceled. And thought nothing of what happened in... Yeah. Long Branch. They were going along with what the news said. Oh, it's just a couple mm-hmm. of couple of teens dancing. And oh, you're ruining it for everyone. The terrorists win again. Is uh, these are different comments that I yeah. saw. But first of all, fireworks are stupid. I can I am not a fireworks fan. I at don't all. understand. Like I'm I'm going away Saturday. Yeah. And I am thrilled that I'm not going to be home yeah. for fireworks. If, if you're an adult who's upset that fireworks were canceled. Get a grip on yourself. <laughs> so what I had said to in the message board was they're like, well, the police have to start doing something about the police are not allowed to do like we the the power has been taken from the police in a lot of in a lot of things. Right. So you I, I don't want uh, Groups of unruly, underage-drinking teens showing up in my town to watch fireworks and cause trouble? No, thank you. Cancel the fireworks. 
So a bunch of towns are doing this, but I guess a handful of them are still having mm-hmm. it. So I'm curious to see if anything happens. Now, apparently, some people that know about this group said that they're next going to Point Pleasant Beach. Really? Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, that's been, that's a big town. Yeah. You know, Pier Village has become very popular. Point Pleasant's really popular. Yeah. And that and you know what would suck about that? And I'm not saying Pier Village isn't. I don't know. Pier Village, I've only been there once. I've been there a bunch of times. And it seems like a v- very cool place to hang out for yeah. adults and stuff. And I'm, I'm not talking about the beach. Point Pleasant's about families. Like, to go ruin Point Pleasant or to go pull that nonsense when you got kids everywhere. Yeah. You got the amusements right next to the boardwalk games. I mean, you know. I have to try to infiltrate this uh, group, Jerry, so I know where they're going. And, and oh, I'm sure you'll fit right in at 51 years old. <laughs> hey, kids. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey who are we drinking this weekend? Who asked Grandpa to come? <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys talking about? I'm 22. <laughs> oh, even then I'd be too old. You I'm may look good for your age. You're not looking that good, though. I'm 17. Yeah. What if I were on a skateboard and a tank top, Jerry? You'd be Marty McFly. Yeah. You could give it a go. So why, why do try? teens have to ruin everything, Jerry? Teenagers are punks. Some are. Not all. My kid's not Groups a punk. Groups of teenagers. They can be. Are punks. I've, I funny. don't like teenagers in the malls. I don't like teenagers anywhere. I've actually heard some things about not kids I coach. Yeah. But... Kids I do know that seem like, you know, good kids. I don't know them enough. Like, I'm not just see them around. They're always respectful to me because I'm one of the coaches, you know, around the complex. And they're always, you know, hey, how are you, coach? Hello. But that's it. I mean, that's the extent. And I've heard some things that just blow my mind that I've been told of. And I've heard it from more than one person that come out of their mouth. And it's like, that kid? Yeah. It's like, man, again, I don't know them, so... I shouldn't be surprised because what am I basing it on? But just the very few interactions I've had, it's like, man, you're going to turn out to be that? Come on. You're better than that. Right. But I guess they're not. Right. Actually. Uh, And then also, remember I had a problem with somebody leaving Michelob lager bottles? How could I not remember? This person was leaving around the beach. Yeah. And they were initially caught and and, uh, given a summons. And uh, then I still see some bottles thrown around and we said Michelob lager itself is mm-hmm. a, is a you don't see it a lot right it's not a beer that's it's not Michelob ultra yeah it's not Miller light Bud light Coors light Michelob lager is very specific yeah beer so I went to a stop and shop over the weekend and my stop and shop is in a strip mall and there's a liquor store right next door and as I was uh loading oh. in my groceries a man came out of the store. With Michelob loggers. With a Michelob lager. Now you know who he is. I took note of his car. Oh, boy. I took note of his license plate. And this is just a man who could just be loving loving Michelob lager. At some point. But I, I want, will be looking for that car. You have to remind man. me tomorrow. I want, to, I, want to, I want to discuss this tomorrow. Okay. Because this is an update. An update. Right. This is an update. I have. It's funny because I wrote down two things I wanted to discuss with you this morning. Um, and I was about to, and we got to the eight o'clock break and then we did the Facenda stuff and the, the show actually took off from there for me. Whereas the first couple of hours was a little slow. Um, and I wanted to get to, but Lepresti went late. I have a couple things I want to hit you with tomorrow and this okay. will be one of them now. So just remind Fair me. enough. And, um, put it on the show sheet. I'll put it on my own show sheet. I gotta remember. I was actually considering, should I say to the guy, Oh, uh, you enjoy a Michelob blogger, do you? Know anybody else that drinks Michelob lager? Do you you fish? 
<laughs> Have you seen the police? Now, he can't be the only person purchasing Michelob Lager or the store wouldn't carry it. You yes know what and, I'm saying? Yes and no. I'll tell you an interesting thing about the liquor store. Now, I'm sure it's changed a little bit because I haven't worked in one in 25 years. But I will tell you that when you get beyond the Coors Lights, the Miller Lights, Corona, very popular, Budweiser, obviously, and you get to a Michelob Lager, you're not stuck in that fridge. So, for instance, if I tell, uh, like Rolling Rock, that's, there's a good one. Rolling Rock was a beer back in the day. I'm sure they still sell it. They do. That really wasn't popular. We would always have Rolling Rock, but we would buy, no joke, two cases a week. So we would have like eight six-packs. That's what we would sell for the week. Usually it was a repeat customer, and then a straggler would would get one. Coors Light, everybody bought. Miller Light went on sale, everybody bought. Budweiser, it's the same thing with, you know, um, Bacardi rum. The person that was buying Cruzon rum, you <laughs> sort of remembered because you didn't sell many of them. It's the Cruzon rum person. A Michelob lager? I got news for you. If you go to that liquor store again and you see, he might be the only guy they're stocking it for. Oh, that's what I should have done. Next time I go in, well, next time I go food shopping, I'm going to go into the liquor store just to see how many Michelob lagers Check. they have. Ask the guy, do you guys stock this? Is this popular? I never saw a lager before. He might tell you, we have one guy in town that likes it. I wouldn't be shocked. No, this guy also only purchased one six-pack. Okay. Which I thought was interesting, too, because if he's a Michelob lager Mm. every night kind of guy, he'd get more than a six-pack. Could be his routine. Right. I thought that that too. We had guys that came in every single day for either a little pint of Majorska vodka where they would come in for the six-pack or the 12-pack every other day for the Coors Light or the Bud. And I, we would always be like, why don't you just buy two cases for the week and be done? Because <laughs> they had their routine. Right. And that's what they did. Like, why would you come in and get, like, we had one guy, I'll never forget, I think his name was Don, I'm almost certain of it. Nice guy, older man. He would come in and get a half pint of Majorska vodka, and he would get a pack of Cools. And I remember saying to my boss at the time, after seeing this guy every day, like, why not just buy a 1.75 bottle of Majorska and buy a carton of Cools and come in once a week? And my boss would say, well, because then he'll drink more. Right. And it's his routine. Makes sense. I guess if you buy a case of Michelob, you might drink more than six. I'll do this sometimes because I'm back on the Tostitos. Ah. I'll buy only two bags for the week. If I bought three bags, I would eat three bags. Right. And maybe that's the theory with the beers and the vodka and the cigarettes. Because you know... Sometimes, like I know on Saturday, no, sa- Sunday, I had, uh, unexpectedly, I had a had a beer at 12.30. I was not anticipating drinking beer Sunday. I really wasn't. But a friend stopped over seven beers later. <laughs> and here you are. Here we are. <laughs> if I only had six of them there, I would have only had, had six. six of them. So, yes, it's a good way to regulate yeah. yourself, too. It's funny. I, I, I wouldn't be stunned if he's the guy they stock... No, who drinks Michelob lager? I don't know, but then what were the chances that I was walking out while that guy was walking out? Well, on a chances are you're going to run into him sometime. Like if you told me Michelob Ultra, I feel like that's become a lot oh, more yeah. popular. Michelob Agreed. lager? Right. Michelob I don't know lager. anybody that drinks uh-huh, that. Uh-huh, me neither. I think you might have found the guy. I really should be a detective. Well, in fairness, you ran into him by chance. I'm not sure what work went into that. 
You but, said you just saw him walk out with it. Jerry, if you talk to police officers, detectives, a lot of times it's coincidence or by chance they run into okay. a, a key piece of evidence. Well, now we know what you can do when you retire from here. Uh, you go be I, a detective. If be, I could be a detective. Be a private dick. A private dick. If I could be a private dick, Jerry, I would do that. There you go. You're a PI. PD. Well, I'm saying a private investigator. Oh, okay. Whatever you want. I have a friend of mine who does that. Spent a lot of time in the car. Yeah. And he, because of it, he's got literally like a hundred online photo albums where everything is categorized in detail. It passes his time. And he, his biggest, his biggest clients are wives trying to catch cheating husbands and mm-hmm. husbands trying to catch cheating wives. Yeah. And he says, sometimes you'll literally follow someone and nothing happens. But you got to be there the one time. Told me a great story. And I could use my binoculars. Yes, you could. He told me a great story of a woman, a husband that was cheating on her. No, I'm sorry. The wife was cheating on him. And so the guy hires him to follow the woman. And he's like, I can't figure it out. The woman's routine, like she's not doing anything wrong. Uh, And he followed her for two weeks and it cost a lot of money. And she would get up and she would go for a jog and then she'd come home. In the house, you knew she was showering. She'd go out. She'd go to one store. She'd go to the supermarket. You'd sit in the parking lot, wait for her to come out with all these groceries. And it was two times a week. And so after like two, three weeks, it hit him. It's just him and her. Why is she buying all these groceries? It just seemed odd. So long story short, he decides to follow her in one time into the supermarket, only to find her walk out the back door where the guy was waiting for her in the car, then she paid someone to shop for her. She must have known that maybe something was going on. So to make it look good, she would go into the supermarket, exit, while the guy shopped for her. She'd come back about 45 minutes, an hour later, grab the cart, pay, and leave. And it just looked like she was at the supermarket for an hour. And he figured it out. It took him a few weeks. figured it out. But he did figure it out because he's like, this is weird. Strange. That is strange. You could do that. I would love to do that. I know you would. You'd be good at it, too. Yeah, because I could fit in most places. I don't stick out or stand out. I suppose. I meld right into uh, yeah, places. Yeah, I suppose. You're quiet. and Yeah, all right. If I put on fair. a pair of sunglasses and a baseball hat, Jerry. I and, like... and a trench coat. You look like a guy that's going to masturbate in a car. <laughs> I couldn't do that. With... I didn't say you could do that. I said you could look like that. I might look like that, yeah. Why do I say that? <laughs> All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show. We'll be back here Eddie, tomorrow. you cannot play that. We'll have, a, we'll have a lovely lunch with uh, Mr. Uh, Mark Chernoff, with Eddie Scazzeri, Boomer, uh, you, me, Craig, and Evan. And Boomer. You said Boomer? I did say Boomer. I said Boomer. So that'll be fun and exciting for everyone. We'll be back here tomorrow on Wednesday. Oh, let's do it again. Let's do it again tomorrow, Midweek Jerry. already. Midweek. Let's do it. I got games this Come week. Come on. Busy week. Let's do it. Come on. <laughs> Yay. Hey, Chris King's back. So. What up, y'all? It's your boy, Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host, Harrison Sanford, on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
and Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. I don't know. I know Jerry's here. He, he is uh, here. I did see him, but let me tell you before Jerry gets in here that the warm-up show is brought to you by Carney Bank. Your bank for today, for tomorrow. Visit CarneyBank.com for details. Here's Hi, Jerry. Al. I've got such quality sports to talk to Jerry about. I was wondering how long I could do without, like, what if Jerry never came in? I could stay out there if you'd like. No, I'd be, Jerry, I'd be struggling. No, you'd be fine. I've been doing like, this for five years now. I'd be looking at Eddie. He'd be going, stretch. You got to <laughs> gotta say more stuff to get us to the break. I was, you know what I was doing? What are you doing out there, Jerry? You, I was, you were knee-deep in research. I was, yeah, well, I was knee-deep in research talk. because I was knee-deep into something that hit me would be fun for 8 o'clock. Is that right? Not a game, but yet, well, you'll see. I'll kind of, I'll just tell you at 8 o'clock, you're going to hear me, you, Eddie, Chris, and hopefully Boomer in a different way. Oh. And we'll see who does it better. All I'll right. just say that. I like that, Jerry. All right. It's going to be a little voice acting. Voice acting. be act- part of sports, and it's going to be fun. Wow. So well, it's taking me the last half tease. hour. All yes. right. Well, you got three hours to get it together, although you've got uh, No, this... it's pretty much together now. Okay, good, because you got this hour, you're in here. Yeah, you no time. Yeah, then you're in with Boomer from 6 to 10. Right, exactly. So we're all set, though. We're going to be okay. all set for 8 o'clock, I promise. I look forward to that. So what did you cover already? You uh, get through so the baseball? I did the billboard for Carney Bank, and I welcomed everyone. Oh, okay, gotcha. You You're didn't broken get, down how crappy both baseball teams are right now? Did not get through the baseball yet, Jerry. Okay, no. good. I did see that uh, CeeLo had tweeted yesterday. Uh, you know, he worked uh, in the morning with us, then he yeah. worked with Carton and Roberts. He said he wasn't even out of the Holland Tunnel yet, and both t- baseball teams were losing 3 nothing. Well, combined 3 nothing. Oh, I believe combined 3 nothing. Yeah, I believe I at the confused. time it was, I forget, was it one? It was Schwarber homered and Turner homered back-to-back, and it could have been 4 nothing because then you had the Otani home run and then the RBI double after Rendon walked. So it might have been 4 nothing. But, yes, I mean, he wasn't even into New Jersey, and they were losing already. So this was a one-off with the Nationals for the Mets because of the some game. sort of makeup game. Yeah. But this Kyle Schwarber, Jerry, I heard the announcer after the home run was hit, he goes, that's his fifth multi-homer game of the year. <laughs> his last, that's pretty good. His last two weeks are ridiculous. There it was, really is incredible. Did people think his uh, career was over? Yes. I, well, did? here's what I think. Most people believed he had to go play in the American League because he's, he's a terrible defender. Well, he's had himself a nice home in, in Washington. He's hitting a lot of home runs, yeah. and that's a big part of it. And you know, for the Mets, not for nothing, but they lose again last night. The lead is now three and a half. They're going to Atlanta, who's only four and a half behind, and you've got the immortal Tyler McGill pitching tonight. Good luck. That's right. Against Charlie Morton, who they faced last week, I feel like it was just last week, right? Yeah, and they had him spinning. Oh, right. Yes. He oh, right. Dominated them. Like on paper? Yeah. This would be, I was so bad yesterday, I'm not going to do it. This would be the sure thing bet of the day. I'm not going to go paper. there. Yes, on paper it would be. But listen, on paper, I took the Yankees against Dylan Bundy, except he vomited all over the field and had to come out of the game. Well, who knows if he stays in that game? Right. He literally vomited all over the field, Jerry. Like, really? Yeah, Dylan Bundy. He threw up. I guess he's blaming uh, the heat. It was uh, 90 degrees at the first pitch yesterday yeah. in uh, Yankee Stadium. Well, So he, uh, what do they do with the vomit? How do they clean that up? If a pitcher vomits... If a pitcher vomits behind the mound, as he did, I'd be nervous to go out there if I was... Well, there's cat litter on top of it. Cat litter? Yeah, sure. To soak it up? I don't know. I know if so I know... disgusting. Here's what I know. When we... And I'm sure... I think the teams use this, too. It's like uh, dirt conditioner. 
we call it speedy dry because when it rains, oh, yeah, you can I've throw it down. Yeah, it's speedy just like dry. it's just like kitty litter. I it's promise cat litter. you. But except it looks more the part of dirt, and so I guarantee you they took a bag out and they dumped it all over the vomit. Ugh, I wonder if it stinks. What did you think it smelled like? I don't it was know. ninety degrees, and his insides just came out. <laughs> it couldn't have smelled good. Like when my dog throws up, it's. It smells. Well, yeah. When you throw up, it smells. Well, I flush it's it right disgusting. in the toilet. Yeah, but it still stinks. I, I tell you, Jerry, I don't. I have not thrown up. I've you stopped drinking. I've probably thrown up once, one time in probably the last 10 years. I was not ever a throw-up guy. Even with all that vodka you used to drink? Yeah, even when I would be sick or like I just, I, I was not a big throw-up guy. It would, wow. It was very rare. I'm good for you. Hey, good for you. In fact, Guinness once called me. I think I have the the record for longest space in between throw-ups. Oh, it wasn't the pint people, like the beer company. It was no, like Guinness the Guinness World company. Records. Guinness World Records. Got it. Okay. Different well, company. It didn't work out well for me because I thought I really thought the Yankees would knock Dylan Bundy around last night. They did and not. They didn't get an opportunity to because he came out of the game. Yeah. Otani, though, homered immediately, Jerry. Hardest hit ball of the year, I believe. Is that right? I believe so. He 117 miles an hour. Boy, if you were late to that game, you missed Otani. You did. Yeah, you did. And then you missed uh, King Walken Rendon, and then you get the RBI double, and like, geez, they're down 2 nothing already. And then how about Holy even Juan, former Met Juan Lagares hit a home run a big home run. for the Angels. Yeah, turned didn't, out to be a big one. Didn't even know he was out there. He played center field. But that's the problem with the Angels. That's why the problem with Mike Trout. We never, ever see them. Like, they're not – the Dodgers, even though they're in – it's it's interesting. The Dodgers, even though they're in California and not far from Anaheim, we see them on Sunday Night Baseball all the time. The I feel like they're on Fox enough. You know, the Angels are never on national TV. Even though they got the best player on the planet, it's like they're the Angels. And and then they got Otani as well. We never watch the Angels play. And Trout's out for like a long time. He's right? out a while, yeah. So and they're very average. They're like a five hundred team. Oh, even with Otani? Uh, even with Otani, correct, who pitches tomorrow, I believe. Yeah, Wednesday night. Now, people are fired up about that. Very yeah. interested to see the bump in attendance if Me there is too. one for when he pitches and hits. So I might go to that game. You can no chance you're going to that game. <laughs> you don't think I'm going to a Wednesday night game in the Bronx, Jerry? Not a chance. No. Not a chance. I'll probably put it on, though, TV. For, all right, over under five minutes. O- over five minutes. They're going to say five innings now. No, five innings. You out of your mind? What well, times that game start? I'm, Probably seven oh five. I'm trying I'll to be watch. realistic here. Here's what I'll watch before I go into sleepland. I will watch uh, his. Uh, his you'll watch up one to inning. His first at bat. You'll watch him hit and you'll watch him pitch. And yes. that's it. So you watch one inning, and then I'll get uh, that. I'll watch it all over again in fast mode the next morning. Sports talker. Sports talk. Exactly. Yeah. Who do we got tonight, Jerry? Andrew Heaney? Yeah. The who for the Angels against the Frenchman, Jamison Tyon? Hey, tonight, I mean, I feel like we said this yesterday, too. The Yankees got to wake the hell up. That's You're, right. They're seven and a half out again. It's like all the good they did when they had that nice week is gone. Right. And the Red Sox won again last night. I don't know. I and mean, I thought Aaron Boone tried to give them a firing up, a fired up uh, speech, or he talked to the media and said our season's on the you line. You are what and then, you are. Come on. You are what we thought you were. Yeah, Michael, the problem here is, and I couldn't believe this stat when I saw it watching the game. First oh, of all, right. Kevin Durant was there, which was kind of cool. Is that right? I thought he was, was Sean Argument for a while. If you see who the guy, he, he with? I don't know, but it looked like it was Sean Argument, who was a salesperson. It would cool if it was Evan. It he was with Evan. Not, Evan wouldn't be at the Yankee game when the Mets are playing. Um, they put up a stat. Michael King, in his last six starts, has a first-inning ERA 
of 15.19. That's a lot of, run- <laughs> that's a lot of runs, Jerry. And, and that's an average. Promptly gives up a you know line drive seat of a home run <laughs> the second batter of the game. Not good. No, not good. You can't have an ERA of 15 in the first inning. No, really bad, actually. So now... They back it up with Tyone, who, all right, you got a chance there, whereas the Mets are backing, you know, their crappy night with McGill. Tyler McGill. Yeah. It's not, I'm telling you, it's not good. You've got two teams right now, and I swear, people are, well, the Mets are still in first place. It's fool's gold. The Mets stink. They're boring as hell to watch. And once, you can make the case that once Schwarber and, uh, and Turner hit the home run, like, turn out the lights. I mean, I know they wound up scoring a few runs late, but. They're just, they're terrible right now. And for the Yankees, did uh, LeMayu have two errors? Did they count those as two errors, or they only, one of them was an error? I don't know if, uh, no, I thought one. Yeah. I don't know if the other one was a fielder's choice or an error. I'm not, I'd have to, I have to check. I will check for you. Yeah, because it was weird. I saw, let me look that up. Because uh, the, the the one that, uh, he had a throwing, what looked like a throwing error, and then he had the fielding error. Right. I think he was credited with one, but it might be two. All right. I'm gonna I did not check box the box score, score for that. So you can you can tell me. All right, Jerry. How do I look this up? I go box score. Right? <laughs> yes. Box and score, LeMayhew batting. And then you look, where, where you can look I see at him? fielding and you look for E. And oh, it will tell you who's e. made them. If you see LeMayhew. two LeMayhew, he made No, he only, uh, they only one. gave him the one. Yeah. Still not a great. He has not had a great season. For, you know, for his time here, he has been uh, he's been outstanding. And he's been okay this year. I'm not saying he's been bad. But after signing the contract, he has definitely taken a step back this season. He has not been great. You expect him, you know, this is a batting champion. You expect him to bat 315, 325, something like that. And I, you got the box score up. Is he batting 275? Hold on, Jerry. Let me bring the box score back up. I thought it was on your phone. It was for a second. Is he even at 280? 273. Okay. That's not good enough. Now, on the Mets, that'd be the best hitter on the team. The but Yankees, that's not good enough. The Yankees don't have anyone in the lineup from last night that's uh, two not two that's higher than two eighty five. And that's Judge. And that's Judge. What is Stanton about two fifty two forty? Stanton two sixty eight. Oh, okay, not terrible. <laughs> I mean, it's not great, but it's not terrible. Stanton. I know. I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> no, I'm say not it. gonna say it, Jerry. Why not? You say everything else. I don't talk that way. Have you heard yourself? I don't speak that way. I mean, that podcast yesterday. Good lord, Stanton. Stanton. He's going to go with Stanton. Got Stanton. It. Right. So, I don't know, Jerry. What do we expect? The Yankees have lost now four straight. Here's this what is I expect. not good. Someone is going to get traded soon, or they're really? trading for someone soon. They can't. You can't keep doing this. You can't keep, you know, expecting things to change because they haven't, and they're just not a great team. So, I said yesterday I would bring up Floreal. They haven't done it yet. Got to do something. That's what you're calling for. Well, you can't keep running the same lineup out there and expecting different results, no? Isn't that what they say? That's the definition, definition of, insanity. of insanity. Yes. Doing the same thing. Over and, and over and expecting a different result. Different results. Kind of yeah. like me and you this morning. Talking about the same things over and over again <laughs> no, and expecting no, different no. results. <laughs> no, no, no. So I think you've got two teams here. The Mets are in first place, so they're fine. All right. Except the lead is quickly going away and had their... And if there's a team that catches fire, they're going to run right past the Mets. And I think the Braves might be that team. I don't believe in the Nationals, but you never know. Um, That's why I think this week, you look at the Mets week now, they're in Atlanta starting tonight and then into the series with the Yankees this weekend. If they don't find a way to go at least 3-3 and over these next six games, 
they might find themselves out of first place by the end of the weekend. I think it's very possible. Atlanta, 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 Yankees, 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 Milwaukee, 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 yeah, Pittsburgh, 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 Pittsburgh. Well, and the Pittsburgh, so Pittsburgh, that's the where they have a chance, game. right? They've got Pittsburgh into the All-Star break and Pittsburgh yeah. out of the All-Star break. But oh, right. before that, I wasn't even getting to the Brewers. These next six to me are crucial. And then if you struggle in these next six, good luck with the Brewers. I mean, you could be looking at a team that can go from first place to third place really quickly. Because they don't score. Plus the Yankees got a I mean, plus the Mets have to face the Brewers, Gorman Thomas, Ben Ogilvy, <laughs> Robin Young, Paul Molitor, Sal Bando, Ted Simmons. Now you're showing off. Give me the eighty five A's. Oh, the eighty five A's. Carney Langsford Langsford. Uh Eckersley. For the two big ones. Yeah. Oh, McGuire. <laughs> yes. But they were the nineties, I think. No. Maybe late 80s. No. Canseco Maguire. Because the, the Maguire Brothers. rookie card, yeah. that USA card, was from, was the 80, I was, I was 85. Gemin 10 condition, Jerry. You get that I'm in Gemin I'm pretty sure that was 10. 85. Now I got to check that. You got to check. Let's check Maybe that. I'm wrong about that. Uh, by the way, did you know the condo I bought last year is already worth more than I paid for it? Stop paying rent and build equity with Carney Bank. You deserve to make money on your investment. Carney was my bank of choice and made my entire mortgage process easy. You want to go with someone you can trust and actually get on the phone when you have questions. I trust them, and you can too. Visit CarneyBank.com slash mortgages. That's CarneyBank.com slash mortgages. A lot of people say, how do you spell Carney Bank? K-E-A-R-N-Y. It's Carney with a K. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. I'm disappointed. Do you know who the DH was in the 85 A's? I cannot believe you don't know this. <laughs> 85 A's? Yes. Don't tell me Dave Kingman. Yes. That is that is a job well done right there. Mm. You didn't nail it right I off, didn't the nail bat, it off the bat, right. but you did get it. And Canseco was on that team, but it was he didn't play much. He was, uh, so I guess really the following year. But good job with Dave Kingman. That's pretty. I'll give you really quickly just some of the names you'd remember. Yeah. There's not a lot of them. You got Lansford. Other than that, Mike Davis in right field. Nope. Um, Donnie Hill at second base. Remember, I don't remember him. Uh, I'm trying to think any other names. Dusty Baker was a utility man. Mickey Tettleton was a backup catcher. Steve Henderson was a Met. He oh, was in Steve left Henderson. field. I remember him. Yeah, Canseco was off the bench. So very interesting. Hmm. Yeah, they didn't have breaking. a lot of. Uh, they weren't a popular team then. No, Even not for yet. Me, I couldn't remember. Their they were player. getting there. So, and we're getting to you too because we got Boomer joining us at six. It is a Tuesday on the fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. And Jerry, fresh and organic, and no antibiotics ever. No, there are not. 25 after 5. How are we doing? It's two. I'll tell you what, we're doing better than the Mets and the Yankees because they stink. But you know what? We're getting through the day, although our day just started like three hours ago. We got to wake these teams up. What do you want to do? You want to do like a milk bath today? A milk bath? <laughs> 
I think, get the stink off these I two teams. I think the other show does. Oh, is that been done? The Carton and Roberts. Want to have a seance? A seance. A, uh, I don't know what we need, Jerry. We could try. Uh, What's that stuff you burn in the house? Incense. Yeah, you want to yeah. burn some incense? Yeah. So I think that's and what pray to the baseball do. gods. Um. <laughs> Jerry, did you see uh, this? Um, uh, I was going to say. Yeah. I was going to say old gal. She's an old gal. She's 70 years old, this woman, Gwen Goldman. She I was a uh, Yankees Batgirl last night. You know what the coolest part about this was? That dreams can come true no matter how old you are, Jerry? No, because most dreams get crushed for most people. But for the ones that actually do have them come true, yes, like it Gwen. is awesome for Gwen. What I thought the coolest thing about this, not the, it was, yeah, it's a neat story and all that. Like, she got to put the pinstripes on and bring out the lineup card. Yeah. And to me... That's cooler than throwing out the first pitch. Because yes. if you notice at most baseball games, when you used to be a fan and you used to go, there are multiple first pitches. They'll do one 30 minutes before. They'll do another one. Not so special. Now, playoffs are different. But she got to go out and hand out with the umpires and the yep. other rep from the Angels, and she's out there with the that, – that's cool at home plate. 70-year-old Gwen Goldman, 60 years ago, Jerry, when she was a mere 10 years old, she took out her feathered pen – because she's old, <laughs> so, well, yeah. dipped it in some ink, Jerry, and wrote a letter to the Yankees. <laughs> she's not 160. And she said, I want to be a Batgirl. When do you think Bick was around? She Bic? had a Bick pen. The Bick company? She had to have had a Bick pen. Do you think Bick came up with pen? <clears throat> oh! me, Jerry. Do you think Bick came up with pens or razors first? Uh, razors. A... Really? I don't know. I'm going to say razors. Because razors have been like... around a long time. And then they were like, what if we made pens? How do you go from the razor to the I don't know. I'm going to Google that Is it today. the same company? It is. Hmm. It's the same logo. That's interesting. Like Gillette's in the football and razors, too. Uh, that's Who true. Knew? So, uh, Jerry, 60 years ago, Gwen Goldman, she wrote a letter. She had it delivered by carrier pigeon to the Yankees. <laughs> She's not that old. And she asked uh, to be a Batgirl. And the Yankees did write her back. The GM at the time, don't remember his name. But he said, listen. Brian, Brian Cashman. <laughs> God doesn't go Brian away. Cashman was a young boy <laughs> and wrote her back. Uh, he said, uh, the, the Yankee GM at the time said, listen, baseball field is full of men. It's no place. Uh, I don't think you would fit in here. Is that is really a, what how the letter went? He said it in a very nice way. No kidding. But he was essentially saying, listen, there's a lot of uh, men here. Mm-hmm. And we think it's best that uh, we have boy bad boys. And you're telling me it was the general manager the that GM wrote? wrote her back, yeah. No kidding. But 60 years later, Jerry, Hope Week for the Yankees, where they make dreams come true. And Gwen Goldman, 70 years old now, Jerry, 60 years later, her dream comes true. She got to be a Batgirl last night. Now, after uh, Giancarlo Stanton hit the home run, he did a forearm bash of her and snapped her forearm. <laughs> no, she he did not. <laughs> but other than it. that, it was a terrific night for Gwen Goldman. She looked very excited. I she was happy been. to see it. And now this so was dreams do come true. Was this nineteen? Would you have the year? Was it sixty or sixty one? Well, uh, she said it was. Uh, they said it was sixty years ago. Right, so she's seventy. So Gwen that'd be sixty one. Yeah. So Roy Harney was the yes, general manager. That name sounds very familiar from what I. read I did in not the know article. that Ralph Halk was the GM Ralph from sixty three to sixty six. Yeah. Now, do you remember the? Do you remember the bit that um, that Summers did, Eddie, when they had the whole story? The um, oh, damn it. Remember they did the movie, sixty was it sixty one? But the Maris story, right? And then Steve did his own one about the you know the failing Yankees. 
You don't remember that? I do not remember. You remember that. the piece Steve did? Uh, no. I'll have to dig that up for you. Okay, never mind. He wrote it on a big yellow legal pad, wrote it out. It was actually very well done. Is that right? Yeah, it Did was. it have production values yes. and everything? Wow. Yeah. It's probably one of the better Summers pieces I think I've ever heard. Well, let's see if we can't find that. Run it on Best of this weekend. Uh, up there with Sending the Clowns for the uh, yeah, yeah. co-tight I think it's one of the best bits he's ever done. Wow. Absolutely. The Sending the Clowns one is really good, too, for sure. I'm not a genius <laughs> in the music, the but this one is really good. I'll, I'll see if I'll I can go find look it. for that, Jerry. I will see if I can find it. I'll check the folders. Because Ralph Houck has a part in it. So you'll see. All right. All right. I think that's great, though. So her dream for most, you know, would, would die for hers came true, and that's right. awesome. Her dream. So hang on to your kids. Hang on to your dreams. Do you ever write anybody a letter? In 60, uh, I wrote uh, Tony Orlando a letter. <laughs> Asking her where Dawn was? <laughs> where Dawn at? Why would you write Tony Orlando a, a letter? I was a fan, and I wanted a signed, autographed photo of Tony Orlando. Is that tie yellow ribbon? Is yep. that Tony Orlando? Candida, tie yellow ribbon. What was the What was the song that got you? I guess uh, knock three times on the okay. ceiling if you want me, twice on the pipes. Okay. If the answer is no. Yeah, so uh, we did get a... Uh, it looked fake, I'll be honest with you, Jerry. We did get a photograph of Tony Orlando and Dawn autographed, but it looked like what it was one of those like pre-printed You just don't have it anymore? No. We did have it on the refrigerator for the longest time growing up. And in fact, I think my mother asked for three individual uh, Tony Orlando. I think me and both my sisters were fans, and he only sent one. Hmm. Where would my mother even look fine to write Tony? We no wouldn't idea. have the internet back then. Like, if you're looking for Tony Orlando yeah. and Dawn, what are you looking at the classifieds? <laughs> Where did she find that? The back of Epic Records? Maybe the back of the record had if you want to... Uh, Maybe course- for a fan club. Yeah, yes. If you'd like to correspond with Tony Orlando, please write to this P.O. box. <laughs> but that was it. Did you ever write an athlete a letter? Uh, I don't think so. I really don't think so. Daryl Strawberry? No, I no, I didn't. Instead, I went and watched him play as much as I could. Yeah. But I don't believe so. And that's why in, 90, in 91, that was when my dad took me to Vero Beach for spring training to see him in Dodger white and blue, which was awesome. And that's why I told you spring training there, the players would walk through the crowd to get to the locker rooms, which were disconnected from the field. And it was really one of the cooler experiences I ever had. But no, I, I don't... I, you ever took the pen to paper? I don't think I ever... I really don't think I ever did. It's possible... I might have written... I might have wrote something to Buck Williams. I don't think so. I really don't think so. Hmm. I don't think so. Mark Chernoff checking in. Tony Orlando, at the age of 18 in 1960, had two hits pre Dawn, if you will. Is that right? Yes. I was more of a Dawn fan. I understand. Tony Orlando and Dawn. Dawn was two women, though. Correct. Is that true? I didn't know that. Yeah. Dawn was not so the was name a Dawn. character. It was like, uh, uh, yeah. No, I'm not sure. It's a good question. I'll Google that. I got a lot of Googling to do. I always thought that that was a woman. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. No, there were two with two women. Wow. Tony you know Orlando what I saw the other day, Dawns. too? Only because we're talking about music quickly here. I saw a, and I only saw the first part of it. It was a documentary on Sonny and Cher. And it weird that that relationship when they were young, he was much older than she was, which I didn't realize. She was, and she's still very pretty. She was gorgeous. Oh yeah, I mean, really, I no idea. Oh yes, Jerry, and she's still going. I think she's still performing. She is. I would go see that. You go see Cher. I would. I yes, I would. It's because it's like a music legend. She is a legend. 
And if she's in Vegas, that to me sounds like a great little three-day trip because you're only, what, two hours out of your three days? Yes, I would, I would love to go see Cher. Michelle Beadle does a tremendous Cher impression. If I you remember rem- when I... she was uh, here uh, co-hosting with Craig one morning oh, years I re- ago. I remember that. Yeah. She did it on the spot. She did, yeah. I played was... some karaoke music, and she just belted out some trem- uh, Cher music. She didn't do the I Got You, babe. She did a Cher song, right? Turn Back Time, she did. Right. That was just a share song, which is probably one of her biggest. I never really meant to hurt you. I didn't want to see you go. I know I made you cry, but baby, if I could come back, that is pretty good. If I could find a way, she is so talented. She is. I think it's great. Nice. I think that's awesome. Like I, on the spot, she I would did love that. for Michelle Beadle to do radio every day. The problem is they paid her way too much money at ESPN that she, sure. she, she didn't need to work, and she can't stoop down to radio salaries. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, some people make a lot of money in radio. Yeah, not what she was making at ESPN, but right. a lot of money. No, no, she and she, she doesn't do anything right now, right? I don't think so. I mean, all you do is you see. Well, they say we're young <laughs> and we don't know. We won't find out until this is with Al. Oh, nice. Oh, you did this. Well, I don't know <laughs> if all that's true, because you got me and baby, I got you. <laughs> babe. I got you, babe. Why is my voice lower? I got you, babe. It goes on for another two and a half that's minutes. Good. Wow. We got enough there. That's the full version. Wow. That is outstanding. Look at you. Dreams do come true, Jerry. I got to sing share songs with Michelle Beadle. Tell me your pants didn't get a little tighter, boys. <laughs> and Gwen Goldman, 70 years old, got to be a Yankee That's how we girl. got oh to. Oh, my. Oh, my. Think about that. We got to Sonny and Cher by Gwen Goldman. Now, in uh, continuing Yankee Hope Week, uh, tonight Gwen Goldman is going to DH. <laughs> <laughs> Because Stanton has an oblique, yeah, oblique oh, straight. So she uh, might do better than half the lineup. Good luck to I got Gwen Goldman. She could probably outperform Brett Gardner right now. <laughs> Anyhow, all Gwen right, twenty-five Goldman makes a diving catch in center field. <laughs> Seventy. Twenty-five in front of six. The warm-up show to the top of the hour. Boomer joins us then on the fan. I'll go away. Ballinger, two great taste that taste great together. Nailed it. Listen, here's a letter from Al Dukes. Look. Sing it, man. From this a young is your guy. guy. Here's a letter from a young boy named Albert Dukes in Isla, New Jersey. That he was, was like an Tony, autograph. Orlando, and Dawn. Yeah. Hey, listen, I like all the old music, too. You know that. This was awesome. I think oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Come I mean, on, Tony. Why didn't I ever see him in concert? I don't know. Is he still alive? He, he is, I believe. He still sings. So go see him. I think he's one of those dudes that hangs out in uh, Missouri and does. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> does con- <laughs> just does concerts in uh, like at, small at, venues. No, I think he actually has the Taya Yellow Ribbon Theater that he does. No shows kidding. Like. So he's there, and that's oh, where he yeah. does it. <laughs> that's right. How well he's got to be in his eighties, no? I think so. Has to be. Oh God bless him. So before the break, I was mentioning. So back in the day, they did the movie, um, I'm trying to blank it on his 61. name. 61. 61. Billy, uh, Billy Crystal. Crystal. Right around that time, Steve thought it would be funny, because he hates the Yankees, admittedly, to do his own piece 
and on audio, it's only a minute. I think this is one of his best. I really think this is one of his best written pieces. And Paul Arzuman did the production. I think it's outstanding. Now, keep in mind, 61 was all about the home run chase. Yankees were still really good. In 66, they were terrible. Um, They fired their manager. Ralph Halk takes over, and that's part of it. So, Eddie, if you have it, if you could play the piece by Steve Summers. It's amazing, fellas. The Yankees can do something they haven't done in 50 years. In the summer of 1966. Welcome to Yankee Stadium. One team will take the glory of an era to a different level. Holy cow, there goes Mickey's knee again. I think he's dead. He's not dead. He's drunk. I'll bet you my glasses and my shoes, they're coming in last place. The glory. Don't you know who I am? I'm Joe Pepitone. The passion. I don't intend to go through that hell again. The dedication to excellence. You throw the ball, you hit the ball, you catch the ball. You got it! For one summer, the world watched as one team slouched towards history. In his final performance, Burgess Meredith is Ralph Houck. Because you can't win! And in his first starring role, Pete Franklin is Johnny Keane. Fire me! Fire me! Fire me! It was a season for the ages and a film you'll never forget. Holy cow, we got a couple of huckleberries out there. No, wait, that's Madeline Harris. There's no crying in baseball! 66, a film by Steve Summers, coming soon to FAN. I think that is tremendous. <laughs> they were 70, 89, and 1 that year. Not a good uh, record. No, not a good record. Burgess <laughs> Meredith. A Burgess <laughs> Meredith reference. As Ralph Halk, yes. And I like the Pete Franklin reference. He was 4-16 and 16 when he got fired, so that is the whole fire. <laughs> fire me. And it's just so rare that the Yankees are that bad. So I thought, it was very, I thought that's one of his best pieces. Nice. It was quick. It is quick. Yeah. He yes. didn't uh, drag on and on. And Paul someone... Arzuman does a great job with the voices. It's good. He did a very nice job. I like it. So there you go. 66. So uh, yeah. didn't they have terrible years like in the uh, 80s? They've had uh, every average years, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I would say terrible. I don't think that they, I would have to look, but I don't think that they were a 70 and 92 team. I don't think they were that bad. But Early yeah, I mean, 90s with um, Stump Merrill, right? 70, though? And ninety two, or no, more no, along no, the no, lines no. of like a you know an eighty and eighty two type yeah. team, and I mean I have to look, but I don't think they were ever that bad. So if George were here, just Google if it. George were here, he, he would, would just keep firing people. He would fire everybody. Yes, if George were, George has been passed away for eleven years, he's not firing anybody. He fired Billy Martin how many times? Billy Martin many times. Right. So who knows? A Rod Jerry, he's a former Yankee. He posted a shirtless photo. To his uh, Instagram, and uh, he seemed to be, uh, people are saying, very proud of his body after losing weight, which made me think, one, that A-Rod gained weight, which is odd for a man who seemingly works out all the time and eats healthy. Pandemic year. So you think he ate some snacks? That he I wasn't think he got to... a little soft. So even A Rod, you think? Yeah, a guy of who's like constantly working because A Rod's got to work out multiple times a day. I would think twice what? a day. By the way, Eddie, nice Improperly. job. Real quick, I'm sorry. Eddie's right. 1991, they were 71 and 91. Ooh. Yeah, no, and it, wow. The 1990 Yankees were 67 and 95. How about I that? don't remember that. Who was the manager? In 1990, that's a good question. Burgess Meredith. No, it was not Burgess Meredith. I cannot believe they were that bad. Yeah. I don't remember that. Holy cow. 
Holy Anyhow, cow. I'm did a sorry. holy cow in a Yankee reference. And I didn't even I didn't even mean it. Holy then. cow. Wow. Anyway, so go ahead. So you were saying So I'm saying A-Rod posted he's very excited about his new body uh since he uh, lost some weight. But I was just wondering like how how a guy like A-Rod who's always exercising, always eating properly. Well, maybe he's not. Remember we heard those stories about A-Rod bringing his own food to restaurants? Well, that was when he was eating totally clean. I know people like that. He's like you're bringing boiled chicken yeah. to the restaurant. Yeah, and you bring your own Tupperware and you bring your water with you. But that, I mean, that's dedication and commitment. I don't know most of us. I, that to me is like one one-hundredth of one percent that can do that. But it just goes to show you, you shouldn't get that down on yourself if you slip up because even A-Rod... A man up. who just works well, out and eats well. Again, I don't know that he up. was working out every day. Really? I don't. No. He travels a lot mushy. now. Yeah, well, I think, and I think that's the whole point of him taking the photo and showing that he's back to where he was. That's true. When people travel a lot, you get to these hotels, some of them have terrible gyms. Well, that and you're eating out constantly, yeah. which does not help at all. And I don't think he's packing Tupperware for these road trips that he's been going on. If he's been going on them, I imagine he is. He just bought a house in the Hamptons. I'm sure he's got a house somewhere in or an apartment in Manhattan. He's probably got somewhere in California. Who knows? You think he could afford multiple houses? Jay? I think he could. I think he's doing just fine. Yep, I think mm-hmm. so. You see the house he bought in the Hamptons or is renting for the summer? I, I'm sorry. I knew I know Oof. it's near J Lo somewhere. It's about a home. mile away. Oh, okay. And it is enormous. It's roomy. It's beautiful. Well, I yeah, he's working beautiful. out now. By the way, Bucky Dent and Stump Merrill. Did what? <laughs> What are they doing, Jerry? They were managers? In 1990, they were the Yankee manager. Bucky Dent was a manager? Yes. I would have never He was 18 and 31, years. and Stump Merrill was 49 and 64 was, that year. Was that Bucky Dent's only shot at being a major league manager? That's, a, again, a good question. I You're know. the 80s and 90s guy. I know. Al. I don't recall him being. Let's I'm more see. of an 80s guy. I don't remember him managing anywhere else. Yeah. So I will tell you. Hold he on, has one hold shot. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. And I'm looking now. Terrible. All right. Uh, it looks like. Yeah. He was only the manager of the. It's all he had. It was the only all job right. he had as manager. And it was the. It looks like the end of 89, early part of 90. And then out. Authorities, Jerry, are still looking for the fan who caused the massive Tour de France crash. They're still on this, huh? They are, the fan is still at large. It's a woman. They believe she fleed the country. Or fled. Or fled. Yeah, I was going to say that, too. Fleed the country? <laughs> fled the country? They she believe, fled the country. Jerry, they believe she fled the country. That means she ran away. Well, if word got back to her that she's going to go to jail for yeah. putting up a sign and then causing a crash, this will she be probably a- doesn't feel like she's a criminal. I wonder if she goes all Bartman on us and we never hear from her again. What if I told you a woman who caused a crash at the Tour de France disappeared off now, the face she, of the earth? Let's say she ends up in Bolivia. Yeah. Couldn't she be extradited for that? Cr- I mean, it's not even a crime. <laughs> she held up a sign some and she these, caused a crash at a biking event. Some of these countries, Jerry, have crazy rules. I know. I, that, I don't know. If, I know. I'm going to ask a real stupid question. But the Tour de France is in France, right? As far as I know, so it's maybe in Belarus, maybe the French have some certain rules where you can't, uh, you know, they've got you on something weird where you cause the pile up. But didn't you say five years in prison? No, one year. She could oh, do one, one year in prison. Even still, right? I mean, you got to be fled kidding. though, Jerry. She's out. You want to tell me they're going to so... put her on probation and give her a, you know, a big fine that right. she's got to figure out how to pay? 
I guess. And shame her in public. This uh, is the fun, woman. Well, all right. This is her. the woman who caused the Tour de France crash. So, By the way, if you look down, you can watch Rysela Iglesias just blow away the Yankees in the ninth inning. No fight. No fight. He no just fight. Whoosh, blew he struck out the side. Him. Well, yeah. here comes Giancarlo. Well, that's a guaranteed strikeout. <laughs> Although he did homer last night, right? He did. Yes, he did. That is true. Still Mike, can't play right field. Here's another story that can only go one way, Jerry. They go, Mike Ditka. You know, there's some stories about the that the Chicago Bears moving out of Chicago. Yes. Uh, yes. I guess to what, a suburb in uh well, there's yeah, in I believe Illinois. that there's a city in Illinois that has cleared money and space for them and will build them a new state-of-the-art facility. I love this headline. Mike Ditka. Yeah, this doesn't go well. Opposes Bears leaving. You think? Well, of course. Like, Mike Ditka can't come out and go, I'd love to see him move to the suburbs. Of course. Plus, anything <laughs> Mike Ditka says these days, Why, he's out. a little nuts? Uh, he's a little nuts. He's a little nutty? He has gotten a little nutty. I mean, he's Old always been nutty, nutty, but he's gotten a little nutty. Yeah. He's gotten older. Yeah, and he's not employed by anybody, so he could no. He could say what he wants. I don't think he hasn't been at ESPN in years. I yeah. think he still does a commercial or two. Yes, I have seen him on commercials, but I don't know how long that will last either. Yeah. at this point, because so he should have he should have done the opposite. Of that he should have went. I want to get him at, get him out of Chicago. He could have done that, although he's a story now anyway. So what difference does it make? We got to take a quick break. Al's going to tell you about something. We'll get you set up for the show. Well, just like the Chicago Bears, Jerry, will never leave Chicago, I will never leave my home in Bradley Beach. I've been there for one year. It's already worth more than I paid for it. That's right. It's worth more in just a year's time. So stop paying rent and build equity with Carney Bank. They make the entire mortgage process super easy. Visit CarneyBank.com slash mortgages to learn more. Rates are still low, and you do not need to put down 20%. Go with Carney Bank. That's carneybank.com slash mortgages, member FDIC, equal housing lender. All right, quick break. When we come back, we'll check out uh, Cher's concert tour, see if there's yeah. anywhere to go see her this year. Uh, and then Boomer will join us at the top. First, an Odyssey Sportsman and Amy Lawrence, Major League Baseball with a new MASH unit. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFA. All right, welcome back. A couple more minutes to the top. Terrible night. Both local teams did lose, but I have positive news, Al. Cher is touring with Nile Rodgers. Oh. September 8th, Amelie Arena in Tampa is the first to kick off the tour. I like it, Jerry. Let's go down there. Warm up. Tampa? Yes. Warm up show brought to you by Carney Bank, your bank for today. For tomorrow, visit CarneyBank.com for details. Yeah, make a nice little road trip, Jerry. $383 per ticket. Hot. If you want to go to Salt Lake City, we can go for 96 bucks. Perfect. Done. Love Salt Lake City in the not winter. Uh, in the summer. It's, it's October. That's okay, right? I say Rocktober. <laughs> By the way, Ronnie B's <laughs> appendix on Twitter says Tony Orlando was a childhood friend of Joe Torre. Okay. Those two hung out, Jerry, when they were kids. They played wiffle ball together. Hey, good for you. They bounced Super Balls together. All right. Joe Torre's still working. He is. He's still singing. They're touring I think they're touring together this summer <laughs> now that the pandemic's over. So Joe Torrey is now Dawn. He's Dawn. <laughs> Tony Orlando and Torrey. Knock three times. Yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> Did you see a golfer in uh, Tampa was uh, golfing behind Tom Brady and found one of Tom Brady's golf balls? And it printed on the golf balls every, is the Roman numerals for every Super Bowl That's he's great. won. Plus, it's a Titleist 12. Absolutely beautiful balls. Beautiful balls. There goes deep left. That ball is high. That is far. That is gone.